0: Welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Taylor and this is Ethos, a young adult community located in Southern California. Today on this episode, we will be discussing four traits of a compelling community and how you can build one. So what are you not doing now that you will have a regretful longing for in the future? The truth is that all of us are doing and not doing things today that shape who we are becoming tomorrow. Let's dive into a conversation where we discuss how we can become the people God intended in a world of other identities.
1: you thinking of what coffee brand you're going to give a shout out to? No, right dude. Uh, Let's chat week three, man. I, You know, it's interesting. Like, I've gotten so many comments on this mug and about the, the beauty that it brings of how, like, seasonal and wintery and fun it is. If you want to know where I got this mug, I got it in Minnesota. Um, well, technically, I didn't get it. A friend gave it to me and my wife from Minnesota, and I've literally been looking for, like, this feel, aesthetic vibe of things ever since then, and there's, like, one hand tail, and it's, like, $40, and I ain't about to pay that kind of money for a hand yeah. tail. but, hey, the Great Outdoors mug, love you. If you want to sponsor us, we'd take that. be a good place to go. Uh, this week on Let's Chat, we're diving into the third conversation that we're having around God, mission, and community. And today, we're going to take a deep dive into uh, community and what that looks like and what that feels like and where that comes from. And so the conversation to open us up today, the question I have for us to kind of get going, and if you're tuning in, that'd be awesome, is where where does your idea of community come from? And talk us through a little bit of is that good, is that bad, is that, like, what are the nuances to that idea of community? Because I I know my background is definitely not a great community. So where do your ideas of community come from?
2: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like getting more involved at Eastside, and not necessarily Ethos, because it was a while before I started coming to Ethos. But just again, just being in the church in general, uh, and it was overall like a really good experience. Before that, I had never thought of community. I mean, I had friends like this now, but like I never really thought about it in in the way or the way that I think about it now. Um, and I, I mean, it's been like people building each other up, but not exactly in the way I always expected. That is as in like always. Again, everything's like, get better, like do this, do that. Uh, But more so like enjoying each other, doing life together, having the hard times. um, Again, having that that sense of building each other up, whether it's in like small groups and things like that. So overall, it's been like a good experience and like shocking in a way. Because again, I'd always expected it to be just, um, you know, let's talk about
1: the Bible but there's Bible reading, Bible praying, yeah. Bible wa- like whatever that is. Bible memes. Uh, Bible, well, I mean, let's be, let's be real. Like oh, that's like the, a, that's a whole language within itself. Oh, Bible memes. Those are the best memes. Uh, Ray, you said something I want to dig into a little more before we jump to, um, to Anna Lynn. but, um, you talked about what your idea was before you came to the church. I'd love to know more about that. Like what was your idea of friendship, of connection? Like what did that look like? What did that feel like? And how is this a little bit different?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, I, again, like I said, I didn't think much about community. I moved to Orange County when I was in, like, the fourth grade. And I jumped from one school to another between fourth and fifth. So, like, never really, like, had a solid group of friends. Just kind of, hang like, hung out with whoever between, like, fifth, gosh, almost till, fifth grade to, like, my sophomore year. Like, I never established a group of friends. And I never, again, I never really considered it, like, something I should do, which is, like, weird. Um, I, I mean, we could probably go on and on about that. But... Um, So it was more so just like not a big deal. Like I was very close to my family but never thought about like a community or like having just um, people with like a common mission, a common um, like something that they're working towards or something they're living for being God, obviously.
1: But you were part of sports teams. So there had to be some sense of like camaraderie or something in that space. So is that, what's the difference there?
2: Yeah, Uh, in high school I, I did play football. I mean, I guess that kind of fed some of it um, in the sense that there was kind of that like iron sharpens iron type type feel as I got older like I started to see that more and see the value of that more and that's like when I started to get more involved at church so um, I guess I always knew like it's good to have people around you who are building you up and again who are working towards something but I never
1: thought about applying it outside of of sports Mm -hmm. like outside of sports or outside of your job yeah I think that's a good good yeah that's cool about you Annalyn
0: um Community for me, like, growing up was, like, big family parties, huge family parties, people who look like you, people who eat like you, people who talk like (laughs) you, and it's not necessarily good all the time. People just like you. Yeah, people just like you. Um, The the good things in you are are highlighted, Mm -hmm. and then the bad things about you are also highlighted. You're like, ooh, like, you know, auntie's talking a little too much, you know? like, so do I, so. Yeah. And so I thought community was just, like, family blood, we're all the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my community today looks completely different. I mean, the people that I really talk to the most aren't blood, mm-hmm. they don't actually live even in my city. Most of my best friends live six hours away, mm-hmm. two states away, and they don't always think the same. Mm-hmm. And they're always challenging me. But as much as my, like aspects of myself, they're they're constantly being um, stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, James talks about this, um, being steadfast and being changed and that really refining who you are that verse in james one talks about a a silversmith and how um that the heat and the stretching is what makes it pure and what makes it reflective to reflect the maker which we can go into that another day
1: going deep biola
0: (laughs) thanks and um so now community is like we all we're all different we all think differently, but again, that common goal, that common mission, the people who pour into me most like know their identity in Christ, pushing me to pursue my identity in Christ and my mission and sharpening me every day, kind of like iron, but also not necessarily the same Mm -hmm. cut.
1: That's interesting. You guys both hit on this idea of community and I love your response, Ray, that's like, I did not really thought about much until I was like graduating high school which which I think is really interesting because I think there's a lot of people that are watching, a lot of people that are tuning in to what we're doing and going like, yeah, I, I had this like built-in set of friends and I either hated them or I loved them, but I had them. And I like finished my like high school space and I like got to college and I like had to do it all over again. Or I got done with college and it's like, where do I find people? Yeah. And then the freaking COVID hits and like, what, what am I doing? Just like hitting the explore page on Instagram to like find friends? Like what is going to happen? Like how am I going to do this? Yeah. And so I, I think that there's something to like, community is often something we only think about when it's a need, not when it's already a reality for us. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people come to these like ideas about community when there's like a deep pain point. And I love that because as we talk about like this passage in Acts, that's about like the beginnings of a Christian community. There's a lot of pain that they're kind of going through that drives them to actually connect. So in in Acts 2.32, Uh, says this. It says, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor and uh, in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out on us, just as you see and hear today. So he goes on a little further, and and it says, uh, Peter replied to these people as they're asking questions like, what do they do in light of this information? And Peter says this, because of this good news of what Jesus has done, uh, you should repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise uh, is to you, to your children, and to those far away. I I love this like this news of Jesus and what he did uh, impacts this group of people in such a way that it doesn't just affect them personally. It affects them in their their families, and their communities, and those that are outside of that space. That the news and the reality and the change that comes from this isn't something that just affects Ray and Annalyn and Charles. It affects Ray's family and Charles's family and Annalyn's family and Ray's friends and Charles's friends and Annalyn's friends and Ray's friends of friends of friends and Annalyn's friends and friends of friends. Like that, there's something like like multiplying about this reality of God's spirit as it goes as it goes and impacts people. And so when I think of community, like I have these ideas of like the show that was on NBC or weird friend groups in high school but when I look at the community that the church brings it's it's so much more about this like movement of people than it is about a group of people that hang out and read their bibles Mm -hmm. like that it's like this partnership between the mission of God and the community of God create the movement of God Mm -hmm. and and I think there's something really cool in that now what does that even look like I think that's actually the big question for most people is what does a good community actually look like? Because we all have examples of bad communities. So what does a good community look like to you guys? What does a healthy community look like to you guys? What, what is your experience of, the, of a Christian community and what differentiates it from the sport community or the job community or the you know, friend community?
0: When you, kind of, when you, you meet God, you accept Jesus, you pray for him to be in your heart, and then you receive the Holy Spirit. So you have three of God entering into you. You change. And you notice you notice people who have God in them in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And it, it is that huge ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And it's this like like squad of peace. And what it squad looks like
1: squad of peace. Is that quote? we quote that?
0: Yeah. Um, and it looks like people being uplifted and then sent out and then bringing more people in it, it looks like a group of people that were once broken but now so whole together and And then being sent out again and bringing more in and there's so much we say fruit in it There's so many more lives changed and it's different because what they're out for is attainable what they're out for is everlasting versus um, I work a lot with photographers artists and fashion designers and Those relationships can go one interaction and then, you know, really not go anywhere. Transactional,
1: not transformational.
0: Yeah, and it's like you can be in fashion and be a Christian, but you can see the difference of Mm -hmm. people who have gone, people who don't. When they take a loss, they're alone. They feel so broken. When a Christian, a strong, healthy Christian community feels a loss, like they come together even more. Mm -hmm. They take, um, they say this, they've done this in Acts 2, but people become like-minded. Literally, people in the Bible took the clothes off their backs, sold their houses so that the people who didn't have anything would have just a bite to eat. And that's kind of the difference. And I think we've all seen it, Christian or not, the presence of God in the people who have him.
1: That's, that's really cool. And you talk about that because I think one of the things that we miss a lot of times when we think about, you know, the move of God and the presence of God and those things is that we think it's only for the Christian. And any time that we can look around our world and find moments of hope, of joy, of goodness, of kindness, of gentleness, of self-control, of love, of deep, like abiding love, those are, those are markers of the Spirit of God at play, even in those that don't believe the Spirit of God is at play. Mm-hmm. And so I think what 2020 showed us in a lot of ways, from a lot of spaces, in light of all the craziness, was like how people responded in, in communities to pain, how people responded to need, how people responded to things that were broken that had nothing to do with Jesus, actually, to be fair, most of the time, if we're honest, looked more like Jesus than Christians looked like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I think, there's a, I think there's something to highlight there that wherever you're at, you, you can actually be a part of this community that God's building as you respond to the things that he's inviting you into. I, I love how you kind of to touched on this, but it says, you know, the fruit of, of the good news and um, the response to that news is that the community would be newsworthy. Mm-hmm. Like that the, that the fruit of the good news of Jesus is that the community would be newsworthy. And if we read a little bit on it, it says this. It says, all of the believers, noted this, believers, those that believed, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So there was a buy-in to actually study the apostles' teaching because they were a part of the, the community that believed and that God had, like, spoke into them. Um, and to the fellowship and to the sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So it says they, they devoted themselves to teaching, to, to fellowship and, and connection, to sharing, and to prayer. And because of those four little actions in that community, the thing that was different was a deep sense of awe came over them. And all of them performed miracles and signs and wonders. And then the believers met together and shared everything they had. That there was this transformation from the selfish to the selfless because of the work that was going on, which I think is so cool. And then I love at the end of this, it just says, you know, uh, they're doing all these things and and being generous and sharing. And it says, uh, all the while praising God, and they enjoyed the goodwill of all the people. All the people like the people around them saw them said wow and said i want to be a part of that not because they were awesome because what they were experiencing and what they were inviting people to was awesome and awe-inspiring and then it said many of those are being saved so i think one of the big distinctives between christian community and not christian community is the supernatural power for it to be a place of inclusivity of generosity, of sharing, of, of joy in hard things, of honesty in moments that need honesty, and in transformation of who people are to who they become. I think those are some key markers that we see in a, in a Christian community that are different than your football team. But we don't know that until we experience it. Mm-hmm. So how, how have you guys experienced any of that transformational community? What, what's been your experience as you've engaged in it? Have you seen it? Where is that playing out for you today?
2: Um, I'd, I'd say I started to see it when i got into a small group uh it's the small small group that i now lead but um, <laughs> so they got me <laughs> they, um and again I, I had this idea coming in like oh this is gonna be cool like we're gonna read the bible like we're gonna i'm gonna get to learn all these different things and all that but like that was there but then it was like you know we went and we served together It was kind of like that mm-hmm. piece. and then we would just hang out like we would go on hikes or we would watch a movie or we'd um, you know watch football or something whatever like um and it was just like, I don't know, everyone had this, this joy. And like when we were out, um, you know, people saw it. It was weird. Like, and again, I had never thought about these things. I, I remember when I read that, that passage in Acts 2 and I came across that, like all the believers were together and they had everything in common. I would like think back to that and I was like, whoa, like we, this, this is kind of like us, like eating wings and watching football, like just having a good time. Um, like there's just something different. Like there's. Um, wings, football and a good time. Yeah. Just, who would like, Who would have thought? Um, so it's like, it's interesting. Like when you're, you know, you share that, that like rootedness in Christ uh, and you're living for something more and like you're building each other up in that, but like you always have something to celebrate because of that. And you're doing it in a community of people and like people notice yeah. and it's, it's different. And I think that's something you taught, you've touched on it a lot, like that counter-cultural piece, people like, people want that. Cause like, I mean, we see people getting canceled and yeah. like, there's communities of people like just devoted to kind of like just tearing other groups down and and things like that. And like people are tired of it. And so
1: how oppositional is it to be a community that says, no, we're going to encourage you. We're going to like invite you. We're going to invest in you instead of like we're going to cancel you and we're going to we're going to poke fun at you. Like I think one of the biggest distinctives for for us in twenty twenty one as Christians could be that we are the kind of people who who fight to speak well of one another. That we don't have negative words for people. We have encouraging words. We have honest words. We have good words. But we hold our tongues away from the words that are negative because of the potential impact to tear somebody down. Mm-hmm. I think there's something so so powerful in that. Annalyn, anything you wanna you wanna end us on, close us with?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I guess with that note, kind of what I said it being so oppositional it people expect a reaction out of you people expect um people to for you to think like them and for you to cancel like them and 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 whatever but like when you kind of take a step back and be like no I'm gonna love this person throws people off Mm -hmm. and and then again it's like it's like okay now they're intrigued why am I thrown off why is this different and then they get. Attracted and they're it's irresistible to them mm-hmm. and that's a that's a kind of a pathway for you to have a connection with someone And maybe you you can like teach them something maybe you can pour into them and give them some life and then next thing You know we have this huge community of people so just filled with joy and bringing more people in to feel more love and hate and we need that
1: and I think in a day like today, in a time like today, I think that is so needed to not just be a big group of people but to be like like little campfires of people that are igniting this idea of transformational community all over the place. That are that are in different cities and in different dorm rooms and in different rooms and different places, in smaller groups of people that are going, No, no, we're gonna we're gonna build into the people here so that we can affect the people around us in a way not for our own benefit, but in order to be generous and to be sacrificial, and to give, and to care, and to be with them, and so if you're interested in that, if you wanna be a part of doing something like that, I would really encourage you to jump into one of our small groups that we have starting. Ray mentioned this a little bit, and he totally undersold it, but they are one of the best ways to become this countercultural community, to push back against the darkness of the world around us, and to begin to put life into those around you and get to be known, and to know one another. And again, a irresistible community isn't just good news, it is news-worthy. So thank you for being with us tonight on Let's Chat. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here next week for a brand new series on asking for a friend.
0: If you enjoy what you've been listening to and what you've been learning, we have more resources for you on our Instagram. Check out at ethos underscore ECC or our YouTube page. If you want to find more ways to get connected, check out eside.com/ slash young adults. We have small groups, in-person gatherings, and online groups. We hope you guys have a great week.